0: Arizona Arizona Sports, sports. the The local sports leader, leader. Burns and Gambo, the 4 O'Clock Reset, brought to you by Collins Comfort, AC and Plumbing, proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals, 4 O'Clock
1: Reset. All right, so we're at the turn here on the Burns and Gambo Show. This is where I get you caught up on everything. One-stop shopping for all of your sports needs here on the Burns and Gambo Show, the 4 O'Clock Reset. We're going to start today's 4 O'Clock Reset with Tim Ring filling in for Gambo with the Phoenix Suns. It was reported today by Brian Windhorse that Kim Johnson is going to be out one to two months as he undergoes underwent surgery to repair his torn meniscus. And so he is now going to be out one or two months, according to Windhorse, who also added this does not change the status of Jay Crowder. He is not coming back. We're going to talk about this real soon, but a quick thought on whether this should change the status of Jay Crowder, Tim, right? yeah
2: the the status should have changed even before he got hurt, but now it definitely should change i don't i don't for the life of me i I don't know what Jay Crowder's thinking Bernsey I don't know why there's so much hostility. Why so much hostility, Jay? <laughs> <laughs>
1: what happened, Jay? Jay, why you so much you. hostility? You, you, were, you were hosting pool parties all summer at the casino. What, I, 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 don't, I don't understand. Come on, boss man. Uh, so, apparently nothing has changed there, and Jay's not going to be back. Suns head coach Monty Williams talking with AZ Central before yesterday's loss to the Sixers on Cam Johnson. Bad
3: for him, obviously. It's a... tough thing to happen. You know, he's trained so hard to get ready for this season and certainly important to our team. Just a tough blow. Um, It's easy to say injuries are a part of the game, but it's it's an unfortunate part that... A guy like that didn't have to deal with or any player for that matter. So um, we just
1: hoping course Peter Should be pointed out that this option that Cam Johnson shows was the one that got him on the floor the fastest. Like, there are other ways he could have approached this that would have kept him out longer. But as you pointed out earlier, he's in a contract here. He needs to get out there and start kind of earning his keep, so to speak.
2: Yeah, listen, they get him back in a month or a month and a half, sometime before Christmas, I mean, that will obviously mitigate the games lost they're going to struggle offensively without him. Yeah. Now, unless Chris Paul can kind of return to his role as a secondary leading scorer and, and find that shot again consistently. Otherwise... You're going to ask a lot of Aiden and Bridges over these next 15, 20, 30 games, and we'll see if those guys have... I mean, I'm talking about if you want to stay winning at a high percentage. Yeah, they, they, Their offense has got to come from somewhere. Yeah, We saw last night
1: Booker can't do it alone. Speaking of Chris Paul, the Suns announced today that Chris Paul is questionable for tomorrow's game in Minnesota with that sore right heel that forced him to leave the game. Tomorrow night, Hard Knocks in-season debuts, Buda Baker, a little teaser trailer that was released by hbo today we need to step the f- up
0: all of us all of us set the f- up work harder f- recover watch more film i'm tired of losing it hurts my heart i'm tired of losing at home we need to get this together come on let's go man I love y'all boys, man. Let's go, man. Come on, I'm tired of it. I'm tired
1: of it. I'm f-ing tired. Let's go. It was either after the Eagles game or before the Saints game. We're not quite sure when that was recorded. It's hard to tell from the I would assume that came after a loss.
2: I mean, if you ratchet it seems like it, if right? He, if you ratchet it up that kind of emotion before they even played? Yeah. That would be something else. I'm not saying... I don't know. We'll find out tomorrow night. Uh, but Buddha... Unless Buddha knew the cameras were rolling and he wanted to put on a show, I would say, to me, that was a good thing. It shows me Buddha
1: Baker cares. Yeah, well, he cares. He cares a lot. Unfortunately, he's out for two to three weeks with a high ankle sprain. According to Sham Sharani, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver and Kyrie Irving met this morning, and the sides had what is reported to be a, quote, productive and understanding visit, close quote, paving the way for the Nets and their suspended star to work through his steps for a potential path forward.
2: Well, that's just fine and dandy. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't. I don't even. I mean, Ky, Kyrie's out there, man. I mean, I don't, oh, I, there's, just, there's just look, and I don't. And I don't mean that to be mean. No. I don't mean that to be derogatory. Uh, Kyrie Irving. The best you can say he, he he marches to the beat of his own drummer. The worst you can say is I, I'm not sure. There's he's all there. I mean, we've seen things in his past where you're just like, man, there's something yeah, there's something not right with this dude. I'll say
1: this about Kyrie, and I, I was laughing, but it's not a laughing matter at all. I'll, no, I'll, I'll, no. I'll, I'll say this about Kyrie. I was laughing at your reaction. No, I, I wasn't know, laughing I know. at the story. Um, I'll say this about Kyrie. If he indeed completes all the steps and returns to the Nets at some point in the next couple of weeks, all you have to do is set your watches. I guarantee you something else is going to happen. Something else is going to happen. He's going to say something he should. Shouldn't say, do something you shouldn't do. It'll happen again. It's, it happens all the time with Kyrie. It's never. Go, it's not over just because it's over. Before we get into the Coyotes game tonight, the City of Tempe is going to meet on Thursday to decide whether a special election ballot, very appropriate today on Election Day, a special election ballot will include a public vote on approving or rejecting the Coyotes' proposed arena and entertainment district. In other words, after a few. City, of council, city council meetings in Tempe, it appears it's going to go to a vote of the residents of Tempe as to whether they want this in their backyard. The fact that it would be on the ballot would mean the city council wants it to happen, but apparently the city of Tempe, the voters in Tempe, are going to vote on this, or not, at least it's going to go to that.
2: It's not the ultimate step. If I read it correctly, it's going to be then discussed later this month and then ultimately it's almost like we're going to vote on whether or not we're ultimately going to vote on it uh,
1: pretty C- much yeah, yeah right the council okay. is going to vote ultimately on whether the people vote on it coyotes are taking on the buffalo sabers tonight in nhl action uh colts owner jim ursay vigorously defended his decision to hire jeff saturday as the team's interim head coach saying that he is fully experienced enough and fully capable even though it appears the last time a head coach got hired with this little experience in the NFL. You have to go back to 1961 and Norm Van Brocklin, who apparently became a coach right after his playing days were done. The Flying Dutchman burns <laughs> That's it. how far back it goes. Yeah. Cowboys owner and general manager Jerry Jones, while backing the Cowboys' current receiving core and the pass game, also on free agent wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr., quote, he's someone we have all the appreciation in the world for what he is as a competitor, competitor and and I know that the cowboy star on the helmet when he puts it on could look pretty good. Close quote. Well, I
2: guess he's made his feelings known. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a prize free agent acquisition Big for a contending time. team. Big time. Saw what he did last year. Uh-huh. Big time. In the playoffs before he got hurt.
1: Yep. Oh yeah. There's and, uh, he's gonna have some He's going to have some options. Yeah, I, I wasn't really thinking of it like that at the beginning of the season. But given where we are now in the season, Odell Beckham Jr. is going to have plenty of teams knocking on his this door. Should,
2: this should just be his M.O., right? Just take the first half of every season off. <laughs> find out find out who's, who needs me. Who's, and who's
1: contending. Who wants me. Let's go do it. Right? A couple of quick Diamondback notes in case you missed it yesterday. No Zach Gallen in the group of National League Cy Young finalists. Also from yesterday. Today. right-handed pitcher Zach Davies resolved his option with the Diamondbacks. He's going to become a free agent. And while we're on the topic, relief pitcher Ian Kennedy's option has been declined by the Arizona Diamondbacks. So he is now a free agent. The remaking of the bullpen Which needed begins. to be remade. Yeah. Badly. That was, yeah.
2: Zach Gallin, Bernsie, listen, the market we play in, you don't win enough games as a team. You're pretty much off everybody's radar. While deserving, I'm not surprised. Yeah. About the Gala News. Deserving, though. Yeah, but, I, I. But at least me.
1: The top three, he was right on the fringe of being one of the top three. Yes. Yeah. You know, he was. If he wasn't. He's in the mix. If he wasn't third, he was fourth, right? You know, like, like could he have been in the top three? He, he could have been. His numbers certainly warranted that conversation. But if he wasn't, I got to imagine he was just right on the outside. Something tells me he will be soon enough. I agree. That's our four o'clock reset here on Burns and Gambo. Join Kona Big Wave on Sunday It's a Red Sea Road rally as the Cardinals take on the Rams. Enjoy great prizes, ticket giveaways, food specials all game long this Sunday at Phillies off of Scottsdale Road. When we come back, why can't Jay Crowder just come back? Easy question, not an easy response. Coming up, Burns and Gambo. Burns
0: and Gambo, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
1: Tim rings in for Gambo today on this Tuesday here on Arizona Sports, the Burns and Gambo show. I'm going to read a, a line to uh, Tim and the, everybody out there listening right now from the story today from Brian Windhorst of course the NBA insider for ESPN was the first to report the news this morning that Cam Johnson of the Suns had a surgery today and that part of his meniscus from his right knee was removed it's a procedure that should allow him to return in one or two months sources told ESPN now on the surface you look at this and go okay that's frankly the best news possible given the circumstances it, It's there were other options where he could have been out longer this is the one that gets him back the fastest. So so in that regard, it's good, I suppose. The line I'm going to read is the line we want to talk about for a few minutes, and we hope you'll want to listen in. This is from Windhorse Story. Quote, The timeline is not welcome news for the Suns, who are thin at forward with veteran Jay Crowder away from the team until a trade can be worked out. Despite Johnson's injury, there is no change to the situation with Crowder, and there are no current plans for him to return to the team, sources said. Close quote. Not that we expected that things were going to change with Jake Crowder. Both sides seem pretty dug into their stance. It's still a little disappointing that this is how Jake Crowder's, I mean, Crowder's story ends with the Phoenix Suns. I mean, it's a lot disappointing this is how Jake Crowder's story ends with the Phoenix Suns. It was disappointing before the
2: Cam Johnson injury for obvious reasons. Here's a guy that was an integral part on a team that went to the finals one year, won 64 games the next year, was still expected to be a very big part of the team. Okay, they're ready to move on from you as a starter and elevate Cam Johnson into the starting lineup and put you in a in a reserve role, but a role that we would still consider to be, what, the sixth man? Oh, yeah. The seventh man. Plenty of quality NBA minutes. Plenty. But on top of that, Crowder says my dissatisfaction and wanting to be traded has nothing to do with me being taken out of the starting lineup. Mm -hmm. So you presume now it's contract-related. You know, I'm sorry, man. Like, listen, (laughs) you're playing in the NBA. You're on one of the best teams in the NBA, You are an integral factor and player on one of the best teams. You've had a hell of a career. In the last three years, you've played in two NBA finals, and you were on the team that won 64 games, number one in the league. You're getting paid $10 million to play basketball for a living. And none of this is good enough for you? Like, Jay, you're going to get paid next year. You're a good player. Some, somebody's going to, you want to talk about, like, okay, I don't want to risk injury without a long term. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. This is the business you've chosen. They don't need to lock you up right now. They're going to pay you $10 million. Go out there and help a team try and win a championship. Don't take your ball and go home and have a hissy fit about it. Like I just I don't understand the rationale. God gave this young man the opportunity to play professional basketball in the NBA and make a lot of money. Money ninety-nine percent of the planet would never even dream about making in one year of work. And you can't be there for your brothers and a fan base that has supported you over the years. And now this team whose debt you already eroded by pulling this, the chickens really come home to roost now because Cam Johnson can't play for one to two months. And had you been here doing your job, you slide right back into that starting
1: line. A starter for a month or two. Right? I mean, you're, you're... And maybe
0: you keep the job. Uh,
1: and and maybe, maybe you keep the job, but if nothing else, you get an opportunity to show... Not that you... Jay Crowder doesn't need to show his worth to anybody. Everybody knows what Jay Crowder is worth. Everybody knows what he... Jay Crowder will have no problem getting a job next season, to your point. He'll have no problem getting paid to this idea that that I'm going to come off the bench and my numbers are going to suffer, so my next contract's going to suffer, so I want my new contract now. And And look, all of this, we don't... All we know from Jay... Is what it's not. All we know from Jay was that statement that he gave to Chris Haynes during halftime of that suns Warriors game a couple of weeks ago. Hey, just to clear up misperceptions, it's not about me coming off the bench. That's not why I'm doing this. Okay. Why are you doing this? Right. What is this about what's going on here? Is
2: there something we don't know
1: about? See, that's okay. Now that's it. That to me is I can't let go of that idea there's something else going on here. But what could it possibly I, I have no be? Idea. I don't know. I don't know. And to speculate on what it could possibly be would probably be reckless and irresponsible. I don't know. But on its surface, this is not enough. This is not enough for, for Jay to, oh man, they're going to, Bench me, and I'm not going to be able to earn as much on my next contract. That's it. I want out of here. I want off a team that won 64 games. I want off a team that was in the NBA Finals a year and a half ago. That's it. This is intolerable. I can't take this anymore. There's got to be something else under the surface, on top of the surface, that we don't know about that's driving this because face value – this is not enough for jay to not be here it 's just not it, it doesn't it doesn 't it doesn't stand the smell test you know of yeah. uh, it, it, there 's something something 's rotten in the state of denmark here there 's something else going right. on i don 't know what it is i don 't know whose fault it is I have no idea but but on its surface, this is not enough of a reason for jay to not be here because because if, if Jay were here. Like you said, okay, you're the starter, everything's good, the depth isn't challenged, now we're not, now we're not reaching deep, now we got to figure something out. Uh, uh, right now the team is scrambling to figure out how they're going to fill this, and, and Jay hasn't helped one bit. And it's frustrating, it's really frustrating, because there's just not enough here to make you think he should be staging this little mini pity party because of it. <laughs> A little hissy fit. I
2: mean, I know you don't know this off the top of your head, but just speculate how, how many minutes did Jay Crowder average as a starter last year in a forty eight minute game? Twenty seven? No, I was gonna say twenty seven. Thirty eight. Thirty maybe? Seven. Twenty between how about how so about between we thirty one and twenty seven. Yes. Perfect. Okay. What would he average coming off the bench? between 22 and 27 between 22 and 26 I mean his yeah, marketability really not that different. his marketability it's going to be dependent on what he does in the minutes that he's on the court that will determine what the next what the next team wants to pay him and let me tell you something if he helps the suns win a title the suns would probably want him back probably probably
1: it's, I mean it's just and, it really it's, just, it's
2: and let me tell you this if Cam Johnson's out for a couple of months and he fills in for 30 games and the Suns go 26 and 4 and he's balling out Monty might be inclined to leave him in the starting lineup yeah don't mess with a good thing let Cam find his shot coming off the bench again that's why like listen just you show up for work every day and you make your opportunities, and good things happen. And here we are, what ten games into the season? Jay Crowder would have had a starting spot back. He would have had a starting spot back. Yep. Jay, if you're listening, if you're listening, get back to work. Now I'm not messing around. Do you and, hear me? And tweet us in all caps, right? Do you hear me, Jay? Exactly. Get back. To work. I would kill for your ability.
1: <laughs> text devils to 620 620 your chance to win the VIP field and tailgate passes to see ASU take on Oregon State courtesy of Bar S. Again text the word devils to 620 620 when we come back off the court with the Phoenix Suns our chance to talk with one member of the Phoenix Suns this week Tori Craig will join us coming up here on the Burns and Gambo show. <laughs>
0: the Suns. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Leader. Coming off the court. You hear it straight from a Suns player with Burns and Gambo. Brought to you by America Roofing. Arizona's number one roofer online at americaroofingco.com for a free estimate or 10% off any roof repair. That's americaroofingco.com
1: Every week we get the opportunity to visit with one of the Phoenix Suns players off the court here on Burns and Gambo. Tim Ring is filling in For Gambo today, Suns lost last night in Philadelphia, already in Minnesota for their game tomorrow night uh, against the Minnesota Timberwolves. And of course, today, the NBA, no game scheduled because of Election Day. So we are especially grateful for the Suns and for Tori Craig for joining us here on the Burns and Gambo show because it's kind of an off day for the guys. And so, Tori, we appreciate that. Welcome to the show. Thanks for spending a few minutes with us.
3: No problem, man. Thanks for having
1: me. Tell me about the, the loss last night and the loss of Cam Johnson in particular. How has adjusting to that, in particular, for you, moving into the starting lineup now? How has that gone for you these last couple of games?
3: Um, the the loss last night is just like we came out. We didn't we didn't have the same energy that that we usually have to, to start games and, and play with the same pace that we usually um, come out and start with. Um, I don't know if it was because we played back-to-backs and then have a travel day or uh, I'm not sure. I'm not trying to make excuses, but we just didn't have that same Suns basketball feel that, that we're accustomed to. Um, but that's, that's how it is. In the NBA, you have games like that. You kind of flush it and move on to the next one. And we know... Uh, starting tomorrow night we'll get back to Suns basketball and um, the loss of Cam Johnson I mean that's, that's a huge loss he's a a big part of this team an important part of this team I think he had made tremendous leaps uh, in his role stepping up um, and, and having an identity with this team so losing a player like that is going to impact you immediately but I feel like if any team is built for we are we always had the, the next man up mentality and um it's no different now. We, we've been doing it every year when, when guys got hurt with, with Book and CP and, and Cam and 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 those guys. So we just have guys stepping up, and and that's what this team is built for.
2: Yeah, and that's and that's the challenge ahead because the games keep on coming. Tori. I talked about this a little bit uh, earlier in the show, so I want I want to get your thoughts because obviously you played the game at a high level and in college and high school, but it, in all basketball teams, great basketball teams, not only have Great players, but they have players that are great within their roles. And they also, maybe more importantly, accept those roles and excel in them. Like a a Tory Craig, you know what you're good at. You know what you bring to the table to help a team win basketball games. And you're very, very good in that role. When somebody like Cam goes out, everybody kind of bumps up a little bit and everybody kind of the expectations are maybe the need is that everybody has to do a little more. Like maybe Torrey now has to shoot the ball a little more, shoot the ball a little better. Mm-hmm. How, the challenges of doing that across the board on a basketball team in midseason, can you just touch on that a little bit? Talk about uh, the challenges and how important it is that you step out of your role, but you you got to find a way because Cam is down and you got to still win.
3: I wouldn't, I wouldn't say guys have to – do more in in the absence of Cam I would say we would have to to be more sharp and make less mistakes because we know that we have one of our snipers out so um working for for better shots um uh, moving the ball around taking smarter shots to try to fill in that boy and and the role players is coming in to try to just play a clean game of basketball because we have enough talent on our team to to still win a lot of games when guys go down. And uh, I think we just have to be more sharp mentally um, and, and, and lock in because the less mistakes, the less mistakes you make in the game, it gives you the best chance to win. So um, I would say we just have to be more more crisp with our stuff and 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 be more
1: solid. So for you, you don't go into games now thinking, okay, Cam's out, I've got to shoot more. It's not that simple for you. No, nah, no, nah, not not for me. I mean,
3: if if the the shot presents itself, I, I'm going to take the shots that the offense creates. But I'm not going in the in the game thinking, okay, I need to to try to fill a void or, or shoot more or do this. But um, the game of basketball, man, it, it, you kind of if you play it the right way, it'll figure it out for you. So um, we just we're just going to continue to play the the brand of basketball that we know how to play and. um And and we have the recipe. We know what it takes to win at a high level in this league. We've been doing it for for the last couple of years. So um, if we just just stick to our roots and and what got us here, uh, we'll be fine. You know,
2: it's funny, Tori. I I know you've been kind of in and off the roster a little bit (laughs) the last couple of years. But the Suns...
3: (laughs) This this year was my first training camp with the Suns. And and it's crazy because I've been here three seasons.
2: (laughs) You know, I, I remember after you left after the finals... I said to somebody, don't worry, he'll be back on the team by next year's playoffs and I'll be damned if you weren't. Anyway, um, <laughs> the, you guys, but this, the the, 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 what, the, really, a part of what made the Suns team great last year, and I'm sure you caught a glimpse of this when you arrived is they don't like to lose regular season games. They don't like to lose, period. I mean, they they, they, yeah. they play and approach. You guys play and approach every regular season game as if it were game six of the Western Conference Finals or whatever. So losses, and that means losses hurt. And I, I would imagine, like, take me into the locker room after, after you lose a couple games like the Blazers game last Friday and the game last night. man. I, I imagine like that 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 cuts deep on a team that's just not accustomed to losing as of late.
3: Yeah, man. Yeah, you're right. And I've been on I've been on a couple of teams. I've been on four teams in the in the NBA, and um, I I feel like this team, this group of guys, we're all so competitive. And I don't know if it's that we love winning so much, or that we hate losing, or a mixture of both. But (laughs) I know um, in the in the locker room after we lose, man, it's kind of like you can just tell, you can look at all the guys, and we're just thinking about things that we should have done or could have done better to win that game, and especially games we know we shouldn't have lost. And um, that's that's a good that's a good thing to have, man, because I've been in locker rooms where it didn't really phase guys that much about losing because you play 82 games and you have the playoffs, and, and they know you're going to lose some games. You can't win them all, but um with this team we we strive for perfection so any loss um really really it really bothers the guys like we all we all feel some type of way Coming off the loss. Yeah, it and, um, must, it must that's, be it must, That's definitely a good thing to have on the team.
2: Yeah, it must feel foreign, I was going to say. Torrey, it, speaking of losing, I, I, it's one thing just when the other guy beats you like last night, you tip your cap and, okay, that that, that sucked, but, but the other guy was better tonight. When you lose a game to the Blazers, when Jeremy Grant does the Michael Jackson moonwalk back until he can get a shot over yeah. him... And then you read that the refs got it wrong. Since we got you on the radio, I know it's been a few days, but we got you on the radio now and you're being quite candid. But what do you think about that as a player? I mean, how much does that stick in your craw when, when, a, when a call like that is so egregiously blown at the end of a game in a crucial situation?
3: I mean, it, it, it's always frustrating with, with, with refs when they have um, control of of significant plays in a game that that ultimately decides whether you win or lose. Not saying that, that, that their call would have have changed the outcome. Um but it, it definitely it's frustrating but that, that's also out of our control. So we try to do the thing we try to control the things that we can control in a game and, and try not to to let the rest be an excuse. We kinda let those guys take care of of whatever they need to take care of, and we try to focus on us as much as possible. Although throughout games... Um, some calls, some non-calls. It, it, it is frustrating at times, but yeah, um, for the majority of it, we just try to focus on us.
2: But th- Then they then they admit after the game that, that they were wrong. That's the, that's the crazy <laughs> part to me, too. Yeah. Is yeah. like
1: That last two-minute report comes out, and I would just think it's a professional athlete. That would just drive you crazy, right? Because right? here's basically <laughs> the league saying they got this wrong, they got that wrong, they got that right. Our bad. And, and I'm sure that's helped you guys too at some point, right? But it, But it's still yeah. to have a list presented to you after the game, a day after The game that's just got to drive you crazy. I would
3: think. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, for for sure. Especially, especially in the game, in that moment um, when you know something should or shouldn't be called, and then. Afterwards, it comes out, and you're like, well, yeah, but it's too late now. There's nothing you can do about it, so you have to move on to the next game and try to (laughs) to focus on the next one. All right, right. Tori.
1: I know it's a day off for you guys. Again, we appreciate it. Um, And, of course, the message today with no NBA games is for everybody to get out there and vote. So hopefully everybody has done that. Thank you very much for your time. Best of luck tomorrow against uh, the Timberwolves and the rest of the season. I'm sure we'll catch up with you at some point. Thanks, Tori. All right,
3: I man. Sounds good. Thank Go
1: you get guys. it, man. Bye. Yep. Troy Craig joining us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Tim Ring in for Gambo on the Burns and Gambo Show. When we come back here on Arizona Sports, one of their defensive leaders is out at probably the worst possible time. Can this Cardinals defense get back on track without him, or is this Cardinals defense starting to show their true colors these last few weeks? That's coming up next here on Burns and Gambo
0: and Gambo, afternoons 2 till 6 on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
1: All right, usually we do this at uh, 4.30, but we had Troy Craig oh, on. Let's get an update on our Twitter poll. Question of the day on this Ruby Tuesday here on the Burns and Gambo Show.
0: Burns and Gambo need to know Twitter poll update presented by Sanderson Ford. You don't have it. You don't have it.
1: So, no, I forgot it was Ruby in here. It's really Ruby Tuesday, and you actually don't play. No, I told you earlier. Ruby Tuesday. We don't actually play Ruby Tuesday. We play Ruby 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 by the Kaiser Chiefs. I don't know why. I I, what, I, I, the, the, I can't believe Gambo. Let you, I can't believe Gambo puts up with that. <laughs> don't give him any. First of all, don't give him any ideas. Number one. Number two. Mitch has domain over certain things, and this is it's internal. internal. It's, it is very <laughs> internal. Mitch has domain on this, and Mitch has showing. In that when he remembers <clears throat> that it's Tuesday,
2: I was too busy
0: winning.
1: Yeah, we play
0: this.
2: No, but seriously, we like the dead air, it's great. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Uh, Rati- ratings bonanza ratings Shh. bonanza Shh. everybody be very right. quiet that, was that the doorbell make, make it as awkward as possible no so we <laughs> are trying to get clickbait yes we are Cliff yes we are uh, no what we're trying to do is get an update on our Twitter poll question of the day and for that it is a Ruby Tuesday here with Eric Ruby what you got for us Rubs this was uh, one of those questions that kind of naturally came up in show prep today and when we said it we were like yeah
0: we should ask that so based on just this season in which both teams have
1: well let's just say not been great, who would you rather be going forward again just this season? The Arizona Cardinals or the Los Angeles Rams? Both teams are struggling um, and that's putting it mildly. And you think things are bad with the Cardinals. You could make an argument that they're worse with the Rams right now. I mean, they're, they're, their offense is just in the tank right now. Bad. Okay? Okay. I would agree with my colleague over here to my right. I'd still rather be the L.A. Rams because at the end of the day, they got the bling and you don't. At the end of the day, they won one and you didn't and they're the defending champs. Absolutely nothing can take that away from them no matter how bad they are. That's in their back pocket. That's like a tattoo. It ain't going anywhere. Right?
2: As far as who's got a better chance to turn it around, again, I don't think either team will. But gun to my head, who's got a better opportunity? I'm. I'll just. I'll take the better coach and the best defensive player in the league. Maybe one of the best wide receivers in the league, and I know we have a pretty good one here too. Jalen Ramsey, pretty good at what he does. I, I just think you know McVay, Stafford, Cup, Donald Ramsey, those guys have a better chance and opportunity because they also have championship pedigree right. from last year. So maybe get on a roll, if they can find anybody to get the job done up front, maybe that's a team that could find themselves to eight or nine wins, which in the NFC
1: may squeeze you in for that last Spot. I tend to think what you said at the beginning was true. I don't see either one of these teams I, I, making the playoffs. I'm, you know? just try, I'm trying to, just try to answer, rationalize, just rationalize it. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm just, trying to answer his question.
2: Who would you rather be? And so, yeah. I mean, the, the answer to that is, well, who do you think has got a better chance to turn it around? You know what?
1: I'd rather right. be the Arizona Cardinals because I'd rather live in Phoenix, Arizona than Los Angeles, California. How's that for an answer? There you go. Let <laughs> him know, Bernie. But I'd still rather be the Rams. What's our audience say on this one? The audience echoing a lot of what Tim Ring said and the highs of the Rams highs, well, they're choosing them even when they're in their low. 70.9% rolling with L.A. That's higher than before, meaning 29.1% going with the Cardinals. Alright, that's the poll question. You can find it as always on the Burns and Gambo Twitter page at Burns and Gambo. One word is where you can find that. And before we go on, um, because I follow Tim Ring on Twitter, religiously, uh, I give a, I just want to give a you give a chance give a shout out to your podcast. Oh, you don't have to do that. But oh, no I that, you that. Yes, oh, of course. Great. No, you didn't know this was coming, but you've got a podcast that you do with our Uh, Our friend, Mike Jurecki. Yeah, Mike Mike Jurecki has obviously
2: been spent most of his professional life covering the Cardinals about as well as anybody who's ever had. Uh, Mike and I do a daily 30-minute podcast, Arizona Football Daily. It's obviously card-centric, but we'll get into NFL, and we'll even do a little Suns here and there, depending on what's going on. Uh, But yeah, just 30 minutes, as I like to tell people. It's a car ride in the Valley. It's a car ride somewhere. Everything seems to take about 25, 30 minutes to get to.
1: Yeah, give or take. Yeah, so, so a good car ride podcast yeah, is what so it is. We, so
2: we pump it out every day, a couple <laughs> times a day. And, you know, on one of those car rides you make throughout the course of your day, fire it up, give it a listen. Obviously, it would be best to do so after six o'clock, after the wonderful programming here locally at ninety eight seven, and I say that just in case the bosses are listening. No, that's that's probably going yeah. After six o'clock, obviously, would be a wonderful time for you to listen to the Arizona Football Daily
1: Podcast. Tim knows how the game is played, how the sausage gets made. Yes, right. sir, indeed. Cardinals defense. Um, the phrase that we used earlier in the show was "regress to the mean." A little bit to 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 be fair to them through week you know six seven man we were we were actually openly talking about Vance Joseph and the next head coaching job he was going to get and the unbelievable work he was doing with a defense because it looked like that he was that he was just bringing a knife to a gunfight as the phrase goes commonly on this show The last three weeks, this defense has kind of been closer to a version that I think most people thought it was going to be at the beginning of the season. And and then the hammer dropped yesterday with the news that Buda Baker was going to be out at least two to three weeks with a high ankle sprain, uh, which maybe puts him back before the bye, which is what the second week of December. Of course, by then, I mean, this thing could really be done for the Cardinals as opposed to just feeling like it's done now I mean like it could really be done by then depending on what happens over the next three or four games this defense it does the individual parts have impressed me I've got to say that about it Zach Allen has impressed me J.J. Watt continues to impress the hell out of me the guy just plays so hard the maturation and development of Isaiah Simmons and Zaven Collins have impressed me this year. Collectively though, you, you take all these individual pieces that I've liked and these last three games, it hasn't added up to much, right? The 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 sum not being equal to the you know the the the, the parts. That whole saying, right? It just, it hasn't added up for them these last few weeks.
2: They're not as great as the sum of their parts. Some some Thank defenses are some defenses are greater than the sum of their parts. This would be the opposite. At the same time, even though Zavin Collins and Isaiah Simmons have taken a nice step up. They're not all pros. They're not Pro Bowl.
1: players. here's I'm no, no, that. I, I, I like where you're going with that because I was going to go the same way. But go ahead. So these are not these
2: are not star players in this league. You need star players to go out there and make plays to help you win a good amount of football games. So while those guys have taken nice steps, yep, they're not going to be first or second team All Pro. Zach Allen's really having a nice season, kind of his coming out season. May even be the heir apparent to J.J. Watt mm-hmm. for financial reasons and, and age reasons, obviously. But Zach Allen's not going to end up with, a, with any Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl selection votes this year. Um, Buda Baker's kind of about it. You know Byron Murphy's a nice player, but again, I, I don't think Byron I don't think when you talk about the top cornerbacks in the National Football League, unless you're doing a radio show in Phoenix, Byron Murphy's not making anybody's list around the country. He's a good player, but again, it's lacking stup- it's lacking star power, let's yeah. say So and that's just not a that's just not a fancy title. It's lack they're lacking big playmakers. Guys who make critical plays at critical times that help you define a football game at the end of the day sometimes it's not always about statistics like what 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 you hold a team to but can you make a critical play at a critical time let me give you two examples byron murphy dropping that interception in the end zone Mm -hmm. and tanner vallejo dropping that gift interception deep in the red zone the very next play on both those instances geno smith Put the ball in the end zone. Yeah, again, that, that's a lack of critical playmaking at critical times that could have swung that game. And you got a you got a defense that is struggling to get to the quarterback and to make big plays. Crit- I say, I'll say it again: critical plays at critical times. They don't do it enough.
1: They don't do it enough. They do it some right I mean they've got the Raiders and Isaiah Simmons against the Saints and David Collins even this last week against Seattle we've seen it well they have five touchdowns yeah. That's more than
2: anybody in the league they, they've made they've them, made those moments but they, yeah. don't, but they don't they don't make enough over the course of the game and, and it could I'm not talking about pick sixes Burns. I'm talking about I'm talking about maybe a critical sack or a tackle for a loss or a pass breakup or a pick in the end yeah. zone like and, by, and, you know I mean these
1: and, are those kind of plays and that is the next next. Next step for Isaiah and Zavin. Is to become, and that's what I was going to say, is to become Buda Baker level stars. It hasn't happened yet, but for them to truly be the kind of impactful players that you expect at number eight overall in the first round or number 16 overall in the first round of the draft is for them to make that kind of a superstar type impact. And while they've both been good, better than I think we thought they were going to be, they have not crossed that threshold yet. They're not there yet. They've given that's up, the next step.
2: They've given up more points than any defense defense total in the NFL this year. Yep. End of story. And Seattle, once they even got that pick six, the Seahawks shoved it down their throats. Three straight drives Hardcore. for long touchdown drives.
1: How can the Phoenix Suns survive without Cam Johnson? Or will they survive without Cam Johnson? That's all next on the Burns and Gambo Show here on Arizona Sports, the local sports
0: leader.